I just want to pray that in Jesus' name you will speak into our hearts today. Give us listening ears. Really help us to take on board what you want us to say. God, only leave your words uh, deposited in us. God, what's just kind of anything that distracts or is not what you want us to take home, Lord, I pray will be forgotten, but we'll retain what is uh, of you and that you will speak deep to our hearts today and do your work in us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in more ways than one, um, in November, God kept me in John chapter 15, in eight well-known verses there from John chapter 15, from verse one through to verse eight. And uh, I felt God speaking to me about it being key uh, for me and key for us as a church, uh, as a church family, as we both look back, uh, with this being the first Sunday of 2021, as we both look back at 2020 and we look forward to what is in store this year. And so I just want to read these few scripture verses to you uh, this morning. And uh, I want to talk to you today about recognising the seasons we've been in and recognising the seasons we are entering in or entering into. John 15 verse 1 to 8 says this. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. You know, naturally, we understand the importance of perceiving and recognising the seasons that we're in and the seasons that we're about to enter into or come into. You know, those two things, the seasons that we're in and the seasons that are coming, they define so much about what we do, uh, the way we dress, uh, the things we plan to do, uh, the things we do do. Um, are all affected by that because we understand the importance of seasons. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 2 in the New Living Translation says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And it goes on to say there's a time to plant and a time to harvest. You have to recognise which season is for which, the time that you're in and the time that's to come. And then you respond appropriately according to those seasons. At home, we have a log burner. Claire loves a fire. And uh, we're blessed to have a log burner that got installed this year. Um, but two things about that. One, our log burner doesn't burn all year round. I sometimes think Claire might have it burning all year round if she could have her way. But it doesn't burn all year round because we recognise the season that we're in. We know when to have it on and we know when to have it so that it's not running. Um, secondly, We never wait until winter to get our logs in. Um, You know, we don't wait until the depth of January before we think, oh boy, better get some logs 
ready for the log burner. One, because we recognise, as I say, the season we're in, when to have that log burner on and when to not have it running. And secondly, we know when we need to get those logs in because we perceive a change in season is coming. And so we begin to plan for that accordingly. Now, when we think about John 15, there's a lot about this that we can understand. Now, John 15 in itself is, is a beautiful illustration of our relationship with God. The vine dresses the father, the vine is Jesus, we are the branches and the fruit is the natural product, if you like, of our connection to Jesus. And I'll say more about that in a minute. But Jesus teaches us in John 15 about fruitfulness. It's all about fruitfulness and productivity. Fruitfulness, fruit being produced through our lives, through our connection and our relationship with him, with Jesus. And what we see there is that there are seasons, there are cycles or processes that uh, bring about and result in fruitfulness and productivity in our lives. And John 15 is really an invitation to two things. One, it's an invitation to a closer relationship with Jesus. As we move into 2021, I want you to know that there's an invitation to a closer relationship with Jesus. Secondly, it's an invitation from the Father to fruitfulness. That God actually is saying in these passages, he wants to remove the things in our life that hinder or prevent fruitfulness. The Father, as I said earlier on, is the vine dresser. Now, one of the definitions of a vine dresser, and I love this, is a person who tends or cultivates vines. And so Jesus is revealing something to us about what the Father does. In the Amplified Version, it puts it this way. Every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit. So what is Jesus revealing to us about the Father as a vine dresser? That he is continually working in our lives to tend and to cultivate a closer relationship between us and Jesus and also to remove the things that limit greater levels of fruitfulness in our lives. Now, for that to happen, Jesus says there has to be seasons or times for pruning. Now, you might think, oh, it's quite enjoying this word until he starts talking about pruning. That's because when we talk about things being pruned in our life, none of us probably get overly excited about that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about why that might be in a moment. But the idea of pruning is not something that necessarily fills us with great excitement. But actually, we so need to go through seasons of pruning because the father in those seasons is tending and cultivating a closer relationship for us between us and Jesus and, and for greater levels of fruitfulness in our life. And so just like we know there are times and seasons with plants that we need to reshape them, okay, that we need to prune them, in our lives there are different areas where we need reshaping, where things need pruning. I heard a quote once that said this, God will change the season of life I'm in when he's ready to change something in me. Now, I really want you to hear what I'm saying here, and that is that it's so important that we perceive and recognise rightly those seasons when we're being pruned and what the purpose of that pruning is. Because both naturally and spiritually, if we wrongly perceive the season that we're in, if we don't understand the season, the right things to do in those seasons, 
we can end up forfeiting the fruit of it. Actually, things can be derailed if we wrongly understand the season that we're in. Now, the reason I say that is because, like I alluded to a little moment or two ago, how many of us like the idea of being pruned? And so if we're in a season where we're being pruned, if we wrongly uh, interpret that, we could potentially forfeit the fruit of that, forfeit the opportunity to have a closer relationship with Jesus and a greater level of fruitfulness in and through our lives. I mean, most of us want to avoid pruning, not embrace it. I've been in an awful lot of prayer meetings where I've heard people pray for more. More, God, I want more fruit in my life, God. I want, I want more power. I want more anointing. Uh, I want more, more favour, more insight, more of your presence, more of the fruits of the, of the Holy Spirit. How many people like that have ever prayed a prayer like that? I know I have. But I've not been in many, if any, prayer meetings where I've ever heard anyone saying, Oh God, please send a season of pruning. Or thank you, God, that you're pruning me, that you're cutting things back in my life, that you're cutting me back, that you're reshaping me. You know, if I put on an evening, which I called encounter or something like that, then I, I, it begins to stir an excitement. We'll probably get a pretty good level of attendance. If, attendance. if I put on an evening, I said, we are calling this evening, pray for pruning. Um, I wonder how many of us would uh, be so inspired to want to turn out for something like that. And that's because it doesn't at face value sound positive. When we think of pruning, we think of cutting back. We think about maybe things being taken away. We think naturally we think about, or oh, does this mean loss? Uh, it sounds like setbacks. The actual King James Version uses the word purge. I mean, how many of us are excited for a season where we talk about God purging our lives or purging things in our life, it sounds painful. Pruning at a natural level, you know, when you cut something back, it can look pretty brutal. It can look pretty painful. It can uh, make you think things like of being exposed or vulnerable or, or bare. We recently had to cut a, a, a tree slash bush. I'm not actually sure which it really should be labelled as. Um, uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I married a wife who has a landscape father and a father who can help me with this stuff. But uh, we began; it began to grow like crazy, and it got really big. And I, I cut it back, and then we FaceTimed um, my father-in-law Tim and just sort of said, "Oh, I've cut it back," and he was like, "Oh no, you've not cut that back anything like enough." And I'm thinking, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, cut it right." I mean, when we cut it back, and I looked at this thing, I was like, "Oh boy, look at that! Look at look at what's going on there." I mean, it just naturally at face value it didn't look great uh, we kind of thought i thought am i going to kill it but actually no not at all bill johnson says this he says pruning is not punishment god rewards all growth with pruning jesus talks there about a cutting off of branches that's really talking about uh, religious uh, people who don't produce any level of fruit in our life. But then he talks about a cutting back for those who do bear fruit in order that they might bear more fruit. You read that in verse two. In other words, pruning is actually exclusively for, it's a relational thing. It's for those children, those who are in actual relationship with him. It's not for the religious, it's for the relational. And so actually what you could say is this, that actually the father prunes those who he loves. That's me and you. He actually prunes us because he loves us. He actually reserves that for those who love the Lord. And the Lord prunes the fruitful, not the unfruitful. 
And so how we perceive that season when we feel like things maybe are being pruned in our life is key. Because ultimately what Jesus is teaching us, and this is the exciting thing, I believe, what Jesus is teaching at pruning seasons about getting us ready individually and as a church for a greater fruitfulness. That sounds better, right? But at the time, it might feel a bit raw, a bit painful if things that feel like they're being stripped back or cut back. And, you know, you sort of think, ah, but ultimately it's because Jesus is bringing about a work that wants to bring forth a greater level of fruitfulness in our individual lives. And I believe for us as a church, as the King Centre family, you know, there's been a lot in 2020 that's just been horrible. I mean, I hate covid with a passion. I mean, I can't even be there to preach today because of what's going on with it. And there's a lot, lot worse things than that that's happened. I mean, it's been a horrible, horrible season. But do you know what? I believe in the midst of it all, in the midst of all that mess, I believe that the Father has been at work. I believe that he's been at work in this time reshaping things in his children's life. We've been in a season of pruning where he's been reshaping things in our lives. He's been reshaping things in the church. Why? Because he wants to get us ready individually and as a church for a greater level of fruitfulness as we head into 2021. During my break, I tuned into um, a, 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 a leader's um, seminar gathering, really. And uh, Stuart Bell, uh, pastor at Alive Church in Lincoln, he was teaching on John 15. And this is at the time, as I say, this is all becoming like the key scripture for me in my break. And I just want to read you something that he said. He said, not every cutback is a setback. If we've been cut back, we may achieve more. Cutbacks create productivity. They are not always bad. We often feel vulnerable when we have less even in the diary or in the church program, but we will get more achieved. Now things have been simplified. Let's not rush back to everything we did before. You know, I don't believe for one second that God caused COVID. I do believe it's been a pretty raw, pretty painful season, but in that, actually, I believe the Father's been at work. I believe Romans 8, 28, which says that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I believe that even in the midst, midst of messy and painful situations, God is at work. I believe that God is going to bring something good out of this time. And actually, friends, one of the great things that could emerge out of this time is an opportunity for us to have a closer relationship with Jesus and see a greater level of fruitfulness in our lives for his glory. One of the definitions of to prune is to remove or rid, clear of anything superfluous, unnecessary, unwanted or undesirable. Ultimately, what I believe is that God has been drawing us back to a simplified way of life with him. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about pruning and the cutting away of things, cutting back to a simplified way of life. Pruning does two things, really. When we cut back, it reminds us of where or who or what is the source of fruitfulness. You know, when you take away the visible fruit that you might see and you cut it right back, then you're reminded of where does the source of that fruit actually come from? You know, in this time, actually, I believe that God wants to remind us who is the source of our fruitfulness. Where is the source of our fruitfulness? 
It's in our relationship with Jesus, who is the vine. We're the branches and he's the vine. Everything we need comes from him. The life is in the vine. It reminds us that the life is in the vine and not in the branch. It reminds us that fruit in the kingdom is not a result of our efforts and strategies and plans and talents, but our connection with Jesus. Pruning actually safeguards our hearts from independence and pride. Look at me and what I've produced. Because fruit is naturally the produ- sorry, fruit is what is naturally produced by connection to Jesus. And so it refocuses us on the vine. And so pruning is a time for refocus, not for retreat. Secondly, as I've said many times now, pruning seasons are about getting us ready individually and as a church for greater levels of fruitfulness. That's why it says there that the Father, he he works in our life to cause us to bear more fruit. It means that actually he wants to bring about increase in and through us. He's always working in our lives to want to get things working better being more productive. It's not that things are always bad, it's just that they can be better, that our relationship can be better and that we can be even more fruitful and even more productive and glorify him in even greater ways. And so the heart of pruning is never that the Father's coming saying, I want you to experience loss and I want to take away from you. Actually, the heart is that I want you to experience more, increase, that there is more. You always prune for that reason. You prune for greater levels of fruit. You prune for bigger flowers, for better fruit, for better productivity, for a newness of life to break through, never to hurt us. You know, God only ever wants to cut back things in our life that hinder a closer relationship with him and a greater level of fruitfulness. I once had a quote which said this, when God is cutting back, remember he's dealing with what is holding you back. And maybe in this time, actually, some things have been cut away and we've gone, oh, gosh, I don't know if I like this and I don't know if I want this. But he's just wanting to deal with things that are holding us back and launch us into a greater relationship with Jesus and a greater level of fruitfulness and productivity. That pruning is for purpose. And so it's important that we perceive that. If it's not easy and it feels raw and we feel a bit vulnerable and a bit exposed and a bit confused and we wonder why. And there may be stuff we want to hold on to and we don't want to let go of. But as someone once said, don't get your fingers caught in God's shears. Just let him do his work. It will be worth it. Bigger and better things will come. The enemy wants to encourage us to misinterpret the season. He'll work overtime to try and hinder our ability to perceive what is happening and the purpose of it. He'll focus on just like the feelings and the emotions that we might feel in that time. But if we withdraw from it, if we misperceive and misunderstand that season and we withdraw from it and we disconnect and we pull back, we withdraw and disconnect from the purposes of God for our life. We forfeit the fruit. There's a reason for the season. You know, I have this thought that when you prune and, you know, I'm not much of a gardener, but just the other day again, my wife said to me, we need to cut them buddliers back. You know, when we go to cut the buddliers back, I always think like this, you know, I have to get right in and actually I get my hand right on uh, those branches before I cut. Actually, my hand is really upon them and close to them as I'm, I'm cutting away those things. And it just occurred to me, you know, actually in pruning seasons, 
God's hand is really closely upon us. The Father's hand is really on our life. Actually, his presence is really close in that season and his hand is upon us. The beautiful thing about pruning and why actually if we actually perceive the season, it releases us from any sense of striving. Because when we think about fruitfulness and productivity, maybe even as I've said it during the course of this message that I'm sharing with you, it's easy to start drifting into like a, a striving mindset. Um, but, you know, fruit never strives to grow. You know, I heard someone once say, you, you don't confess grapes. You know, oh, Lord, I confess fruit in my life. Confess the grapes. Grow, grow, grow. Greater levels of fruitfulness and increase and more. Fruit never strives to grow. It's just the result. It's the natural result of the connection to the vine. The branch's connection to the vine. It's fruit and productivity naturally flows by staying attached to the vine and allowing the vine dresser, the father, to prune. Actually, the secret of our fruitfulness is our relationship with Jesus. It's our closeness with him. What did he say here in verse four? Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You know, when we talk about greater levels of fruitfulness and productivity, you can't do it. You can't produce it. Fruit is the natural result of the connection and the relationship we have with Jesus. It's the natural product of connection and relationship. And Jesus actually taught us that dependency upon him is the key to fruitfulness. Verse five there, he says, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is, he is that he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, the point is simply this. If we live in a place of dependency, we ex can expect to live fruitfully. Fruit is the expectation of dependency. They'd seen that in Jesus's life. He said, I only do the things the Father shows me, I only say the things the Father sh says to me. To say he modelled that to them. He emptied himself as a human when he came. He emptied himself to function, you know, and give us an example. And the example is that dependency is where that fruitfulness comes from. We just depend on him. And so our relationship is everything. So we say, Jesus, I want to see more. I want to see increase in my life in 2021. I want to see more than I've ever known, more than I've ever seen so far. What, what have I got to do, Jesus? He just says this, stay attached to me and let the father prune. Let the father do what he needs to do in your life. And guess what? It will naturally come. There's no striving or groaning in fruitfulness. Jesus is simply showing us that we need to spend more time with him. Meaningful time in his word and meaningful time in prayer. As I begin to draw to a close, I just want to read a couple of things to you. In verse 3 and verse 7, 
Jesus talks about, he says, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. And in verse seven, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, it's interesting that the word prunes that he uses in verse two and clean in the word in verse three are the same basic word. Just stick with me for a moment because we're going somewhere. The message or the point is really this. We are pruned or clean, made clean, cleansed by the word. Spurgeon said of this, the word is the knife. Now, the point is that when God speaks to us about things he wants to do in our life, he wants to change, he wants to adjust, he wants to deal with our values or whatever, he is pruning by his word. And in doing so, he is positioning us for something better, for increase and for more. But to experience that, I have to abide. I have to stay close to him and connected to him in his word, close enough to be listening and hearing his voice. And so actually part of dependency and abiding is positioning myself close enough to listen and to let him prune me by his word. Speak to me about, Daryl, we need to deal with this or change this or adjust that. Or as I read his word, he highlights something and he speaks into my heart. And as I abide in him and I hear his voice and he prunes my life, I experience a closer relationship with Jesus and an increasing level of fruitfulness in my life. But if we don't stay close and connected, if we don't listen and depend, the Bible says there in verse 6, we become just a stick. There's no fruitfulness produced through our life. But when we stay close enough and we allow the Father to prune us and we allow Jesus to nourish us and we depend upon him from that and we receive from him. Then he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, in the context here, what we've just seen is the fruit is in the answer to prayer. Now, let me just say a couple of things about that as I really do bring this to a close. You know, it's important that we understand so often when God is pruning in our life and he's cutting things back, it's to make more room for devotional time with him. It's about getting the stuff out of the way that hinders that. And the fruit of pruning and refocus on receiving from the vine is a more productive prayer life. How many of us would love that? A more productive prayer life. Pruning produces, has the power in it, the potential in it to produce a more productive prayer life. And actually pruning becomes the very foundation for new seasons of fruitfulness. Secondly, an increasingly fruitful prayer life, seeing more answered prayer in our life is an entirely relational thing. The point really there of what I just read to you in verse seven is God is saying this, you know, and he give us whatever he wishes, says it. Is it God wants to work in life. He's trying to say he delights to answer our prayers. We see that in verse eight. It actually says that by doing that, the father is glorified and that as you bear much fruit, you prove to be his disciples. Verse 16 says you did not choose me, but I chose you, appointed you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. God wants to answer our prayers. God delights to answer our prayers and pruning is part of that. 
pruning is part of that and staying close to him and in that relational connection to Jesus and allowing the father to prune in our life produces a greater level of fruitfulness and breakthroughs in the area of prayer. But there's this process to answer prayer. People say, how do I get more of my prayer? As I've just said, the journey is staying close, letting the father prune, spending time and listening to his voice. The more we yield to God, the more fruitful and productive our relationship with him becomes and the more we'll see him do. Bill Johnson said this, heaven is waiting to celebrate and answer your prayers, but not as the result of a request, but of a yes to a journey. So in 2020, I feel, you know, we've been in a season of pruning. Do you know what? We may be in one for a few months more just yet. But I'm encouraged today and blessed, and I hope you are too, that if we rightly perceive the season we are in, if we are rightly perceiving it, actually, if we embrace it, embrace it, and if we abide in him, do you know what? 2021, we will enter into a greater level, a season of fruitfulness, closer to Jesus, seeing him do more than we've ever seen him do before, more fruitful for his glory. May Jesus be glorified in 2021. May we enter into a greater season of fruitfulness. Lord, we want to perceive the season that we are in and have been in. And Lord, we want to be ready for the season that we are about to enter into. Amen.